Hey, before we get started, no video and no musical transitions this week. I'm just way too busy to get all of that stuff done and get this episode out in a timely manner. The trade deadline was already like 36 hours ago as of when I'm recording this right now. So we want to get this out as soon as we possibly can, but that means I couldn't get everything done for this episode. I promise it'll be back next week. I'm just busy. I have an exam to study for. Welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I'm your host, Ramiz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dylan. How's it going, Ramiz? Yeah, it's going all right. We're not together today, and you're not going to be seeing our lovely faces this time, because Dylan is not here, and my computer is not, unfortunately, good enough to <laughs> handle recording and a video call at the same time. Yeah, we're not equipped with a complete rig, so it's no. it's, it's back to the good old days with us. Yes, yes, of your orange bars, which you'll hopefully be seeing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we are back with another weekly episode. Uh, this one's coming up, coming out a little bit early because we have just hit the trade deadline. It was maybe like 10 hours ago or 12 hours ago, I guess, as of when we're recording this. So we're trying to get this one a bit early. Uh, so we'll get to all of the trades that happened. But let's get to our news roundup first. Um. So there's only one piece of news, as far as I'm aware, in terms of like actually major news. We will get to more stuff kind of surrounding the deadline later on. But uh, unfortunately, NBA legend, Hall of Famer, Elgin Baylor, passed away at the age of 86 the other day. Um, I think it's interesting that, I mean, obviously condolences to his family and all that sort of stuff. Um, I just think it's weird seeing like, wow, the NBA is kind of getting old. Yeah. Um... Unfortunately, just as how time works, I feel like this is going to be a bit more of a regular occurrence in the coming years. Um, yeah, as you're right, the first wave of real NBA superstars, um, you know, comes their to their twilight. Yeah, 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 the twilight years. Yeah, the twilight years. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's weird thinking like how young the NBA is. I think this year is the 75th anniversary. Or was that last year? I thought it was next year. <laughs> okay, it's around now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can do that. So yeah, very. It's a very, very young sports league. Uh, all things considered. Mm. Um, yeah. So very unfortunate there. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the trade deadline recap. A lot of trades here. Uh, I've kind of broken them up into categories a little bit. Uh, but the first category and the biggest category is death to the magic. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Hallelujah, they're finally gone. They have finally, finally picked a direction. I hope. They're going to find a way to screw this up, aren't they? But um, <laughs> they have finally decided to tank. Uh, and they made three trades trading away their three biggest names. So uh, the first trade we're going to be talking about here is uh, Nikola Vucevic. And Alfred Camino were traded to the Chicago Bulls for Wendell, Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks. What do you think of this trade? I think this is a great trade for both parties involved. Um, I feel like this is a generally pretty even trade. I mean, the Bulls, they're, they're ready for the playoffs. They're contending. They're trying to contend for the playoffs. Uh, and Vucevic, 
pushes them up the rankings, I feel like. This is and you know, they're giving up on Wendell Carter who, you know, has struggled with injuries his, his entire career. But um I don't know, they're they're just pushing for a win now move with Zach Levine being an all star and yeah, obviously, you know, giving up their first round pick, top four protected, uh, for this this coming draft, um, sort of signifies that they're not here to, you know, get the fifth pick anymore. They're here to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they are definitely making a push for the playoffs. I do question whether this is too soon for them to have made this kind of a move. In fact, I think it's a bad idea to have gone after a... While, yes, Vooch is an all-star, he's not a high-caliber all-star, so going after that at this point in your rebuild, maybe not the best idea, but look, if they want to make the playoffs, they're going to make the playoffs. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh... Vooch is an older, you know, first uh, not, yeah, first time All Star. This is his second selection this year, but you know, last year yeah. was his first. Um, first year of a big deal. Um, yeah, maybe an interesting target, but I, I'm still here for the for the idea of making the playoffs for the Bulls. Yeah, uh, the Magic. In terms of their return, Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., whatever. I mean, neither of those guys is going to be like part of their rebuild moving forward, I don't think. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is... Wendell Carter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wendell Carter has a word with you. This this okay. guy was this guy was the sixth or seventh pick in uh, a couple drafts ago. I mean, really, he's just he hasn't been healthy. I feel like if he can get his health and sort, he could still be a very valuable. Uh, rebuild piece you know a, a young guy who has a lot of potential um could potentially you know be your starting center for a couple of years i mean maybe for a couple of years but by the time they're ready to maybe make the playoffs again i doubt he's still going to be there uh, i wouldn't count it out but i i see your your rationale yes yeah, and then Otto Porter Jr., do we agree that he's probably not part of their long-term future? No, I can't see him coming back past uh, this offseason when he's a free agent. Yeah, the main thing is the two first-round picks, which is good mm. because they're not going to be the best first-round picks in the world, but they, they're they going to be decent. They'll be like teens, like 17, 18 probably. Uh, um, is that, yes, at least that makes year. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, unless something disastrously bad happens for the Bulls. Um, yeah, I feel like that 2021 first-round pick will be mid-teens. 2023 could be interesting if this stuff blows up in the in the Bulls' face like it's known to do. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it the picks is really the main prize out of this. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, grades? Um, I'm going to give this a B all round. I, I like this trade. Uh, I don't love it for the Bulls. I'm going to go D-plus for the Bulls, B for the Magic. The two firsts could be a bit of a, a bit of an oversell, but I, I'm still here for it, yeah. Okay, Uh, the next trade the Magic made is Evan Fournier. They got Evan Fournier from the Celtics for Jeff Teague and two second-round picks. Uh, sure? Uh, I guess? Yeah, and they got a $13 million trade exception. That is uh, very helpful. Yeah, which is, you know, trade exception seems to be the hot term this uh, this trade deadline, I feel like. Um, 
it, it, and it is valid through next year, obviously, otherwise it'd be useless. But um, yeah, I feel like this was just a... Actually, I don't know what Let's the idea get rid is. Of him. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was just a, we need to get rid of Evan Fournier. If we're blowing things up, Evan Fournier is one of the guys who needs to go. I think... I mean, obviously, they couldn't have got a first-round pick for him. I would have thought he would have been worth a first-round pick somewhere, like a late first. But two seconds is fine. It's it's fine. Um, I guess just no other team wanted to take on or could even take on his contract without giving back a contract that the Magic didn't want. Yeah. Maybe this was yeah, just no, a purely for the Magic just get money off the books, um, which, you know, is probably a good idea for a, a, rebuild, a rebuilding team, excuse me. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I get yeah, FTG is a $2.5 million expiring, so. Yeah, even, yeah, even though Fortio has also been expiring, but they get two second round picks out of it. So, um, for the Celtics, this is a good little pickup. Um, he's, I don't know what he's, is he averaging close to 20 this year? It'd be, it's about that, I think. Yeah. yeah, even if he's not, he can do that. So, and coming off the bench, obviously, behind Brown and Tatum, he's going to be another perimeter threat, uh, another shooter, which they need. Um, I don't know if this is their biggest issue for the Celtics. I feel like their big men are pretty terrible. Um, and, you know, go, looking ahead to the playoffs where they, they want to be in those later rounds, um, there's some matchup problems ahead. But, I mean, for one of their many issues that we've talked about, this is definitely a, a fix. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a fix for one of their issues. I mean, I still think uh, wing depth is probably more important. I know Evan Fournier is kind of a wing, but I think if I think of him as mostly a shooting guard more than I do any kind of a wing. Um, yeah, he's sort of he's a big shooting guard, but kind of a small wing. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's not. He's like, I mean, I guess he's passable defensively, but he's not a, a real difference maker. No, I mean, yeah, he's really just there to help them get a few buckets. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the last trade the Magic made here was uh, they traded Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark to the Denver Nuggets and in return received Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a 2025 first round pick. Wait, sorry, did we grade that previous trade? Sorry, we did. Uh, oh, we um, did. Oh, Celtics, A, gave up nothing. Uh, Magic, uh... B minus, I mean, the cap's fine, two second round picks, but probably could have got something else. I agree on both of those. Actually, um, I like a C plus, actually, for the Magic. I'll stick with B minus, but yeah. Right. All right, uh, yeah, so the Nuggets received Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark. The Magic received uh, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first round pick. This trade is perfectly reasonable, I think. Is this Nuggets fan certified? I mean... I love Gary, Gary, Harris, Harris. I lo- <laughs> <laughs> and I know I only had Andre Hampton for like a couple months, but he was still one of my favorite players. Um, but it makes sense. It does make sense. Um, yeah, this is this is a good move for the Nuggets. Um, I feel like my opinion of Aaron Gordon instantly changes when he's moved to a contending team where he's not asked to do nearly as much. Um, I feel like he could be a really good, like kind of like a Jeremy Grant type. I feel like he could probably give you a bit more offensively. Um, he's, he's, he's probably a better shooter than Grant. He, he at least shoots more. Um, and he's a big physical body to match up against the Kawhis and Paul Georges and LeBrons that they'll see in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, 
definitely a worthwhile move. And I mean, did they really give up anything apart from that first round pick? I mean, look, I think RJ Hampton had a lot of potential, but the, I doubt he would have developed it on the Nuggets because of how many guards they have. So not really. And then obviously Gary Harris has been kind of washed for the last couple of years. And I'm kind of, as much as I love him, I'm gl- kind of glad he's gone because Coach Blow would r- would like ride with him until he died and he was possibly going to die on court um, at the <laughs> rate he was going. Um, so yeah, no, they really didn't give up a whole lot. They didn't give up anything of like a lot of value to them. RJ Hampton, I think, is a very valuable player, just not necessarily for the Nuggets. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. He's definitely a a high potential player. I wonder if who which side was pushing for RJ Hampton as sort of the not the key piece, but the the young player, the young tempting player piece. Did the Magic want RJ Hampton and the Nuggets sort of you know were coerced into this, or did the Nuggets openly start with RJ Hampton and sort of voted to keep the likes of Bol Bol or Zeke Nagy or something like that. I have a feeling they would have rather keep RJ Hampton just because it would make more sense to trade a forward or a bigger man for Aaron Gordon and keep your young potential guard. I, mm-hmm. I think Zeke would have made more sense for the Nuggets to trade or Bol. I mean, Bol is a meme pickup, so I don't think the Magic would have necessarily wanted him. Uh, but I think Zeke, uh, would have been like would have made more sense from the Nuggets' point of view, but RJ Hampton I think has a much higher ceiling um, than than Zeke Nagy. So I'd say it was probably the Magic pushing for it, but I think this is a deal that the Nuggets really needed to make, and it, it like I said, it really does make a lot of sense. It it clarifies a starting lineup. I think um, I think their starting lineup going forward will be Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Jokic. Um, if not that, then Will Barton back off the bench and then Monte Morris in the starting lineup. Either way, I'm fine with that. Um, and yeah, it clears up kind of the guard position because I know I could still have like five or six guards even after losing Gary Harris and RJ Hampton. Yeah, and RJ wasn't a, a short-term championship contributor anyway. So yeah, it's a it's a valuable punt for the, for the Nuggets to get what they got back. Yeah. Um, so greats. Uh, Nuggets, um, I'd say, are there protections on that pick? I think so, actually. I don't know what they are. I think they might be lottery protected. Okay. Well, in that case, A-. minus. Um, This is a very necessary move in which they didn't give up a whole lot of value to them back. So, uh, and for the Magic, I mean, they, they got a first round pick, uh, and, you know, RJ Hampton, interesting young piece. We'll see what they can do with Gary Harris. I mean, maybe just needed some change, a change of scenery. Um, maybe, so, yeah. Uh, I feel like it's still a decent return, so probably like a B. I'm going to go a B plus for the... Actually, I think I'll go B plus for both of them. I'm higher on RJ Hampton than I think people might be. I mean, you and I watched a little bit of him here and there. I think, I think he's like worth the risk. Gary Harris... Mm. I don't think he's going to get any better than he is now. I think he is kind of... The injuries have really just taken it out of him. Uh, but I think he has a little bit of value. So I'd say B+. plus. The Magic also made a necessary move. They got a nice young piece. They got a first-round pick. 
And yeah, the Nuggets, it just makes a lot of sense. Getting another forward, get, filling a position that they just had no one really good in. Um, you know, when Paul Millsap and Jermichael Green are kind of your only, you know, power forwards, it's not the best thing in the world. Yeah, they didn't have a hyper mobile four to to chase LeBron and stuff around. So yeah. Yeah. Is that Gary uh, Harris deal, by the way? Sorry. Is that Gary Harris deal one year left or two years left? I think it's two years left. I think Okay, that's interesting. Uh, but as is the Aaron Gordon deal, so right, um, yeah. th- that matches up quite well as well. Yep. All right, uh ready to move on? Let's do it. All right, uh next trade here. I think the Rockets got fleeced. Um, so I think they the, did too. Miami Heat, <laughs> the Miami Heat received Victor Oladipo, and the Houston Rockets got Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a draft swap. I don't know what year that draft swap is, but um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't That's change anything. A trade. That is a trade. Um, first what of all, what are you all, doing, Rockets? First of all, as a Heat fan, let me just say, let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so. I can only imagine that the negotiations were something along the lines of the Rockets going, all right, well, you've got to give us Hero. And the Heat go, yeah, right. And they go, okay, okay, yeah, you called our bluff. All right, what about Duncan Robertson? And they're like, are you joking? And they're like, okay, okay. What about Precious Sature? Oh, get out of here. Uh, Kendrick Nunn? Oh, what are you on about? And then there's like 20 minutes left till the trade deadline. And they're like, okay, Olenek, please anything and then that's how the heat end up with all depot i mean it's the only that's accurate yeah it's the only logical explanation i am sad to it see kelly go. No sense. i am <laughs> i'm genuinely <laughs> sad to see attached to him, yeah he's kind of so important <laughs> <laughs> um we'll get to it a bit what later oh man i why am i scared that the heat will fall apart now that Kelly's not there. <laughs> I don't know. He's so he's such a weird stretch for, but still a rebounder and a banger inside, and like just a good team presence. Um, but Victor Oladipo is obviously the best player in this draft, and um, he he's put up some numbers in Houston. It hasn't been particularly great, but they're numbers. Um, and I just. I hope that he can get back to all-star form with the Heat. Yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously the reason the Heat traded for him. You know, yeah. thinking, okay, if he gets back to all-star form, we're in really, really good shape. Him next to Jimmy Butler and Bam, that's a big three now. Like, you have somehow worked your way into having a big three, assuming Victor Oladipo, go, Victor Oladipo can come back healthy. Um, uh, yeah, just... As in, like, get fully healthy. Is he is he fully healthy? Do you know? Um, well, I haven't watched any Rockets since the Harden trade. Um, some people think he looks, like, back athletically. Some people think uh, he still looks a bit, uh, you know, obviously a bit depleted compared to his previous self. But, I um, mean, the Heat have world-class medical staff, uh, NBA top-tier medical staff. So, I mean... Hopefully, whatever issues he may or may not still be uh, dealing with, they can um, sort that out for him. Yeah, I mean, it's heat culture, and that's, that's exactly really what you want. I feel like Victor Oladipo is a great fit for that. A strong defensive guard. He's kind of exactly what you needed, except, you know, 
Kelly Olynyk is the most important player in the history of the NBA. But um, Victor Olynyk, close second. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, and to to get him like. Obviously, I, I went on about Kelly, but to get him without giving up any of our major, either young pieces or shooters, is fantastic. Dude, it's ridiculous. How did they not even get Kendrick Nunn? <laughs> not even none, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know, but um, I'm very excited to see this play out. If if this hits, um, this this puts us in the top tier of the East at least. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe the maybe the Nets are in their own category, but at least at the very least, right under that. Um, yeah, he he fits perfectly with the Heat uh, defensively. He's long, he's athletic, he has active hands, uh, he's mobile. Um, offensively, he's another shot creator. Which I mean, we have a few of them. It, it you know it never hurts to have more shot creation. Um, hopefully, he can get his three point percentage back up a little bit more. Um, I feel like that'll make the really deadly uh, for the heat. Yeah. All right. Uh, great. What do you think? Um, heat, this is an A. Uh, no, I'm not going to disrespect Kelly. It's an A minus. We gave up Kelly. <laughs> okay. uh, for, I thought that wrong. A was down from an A plus because of Kelly. Uh, no, I'll take it down even further. A minus. <laughs> I'm going to miss all Kelly right. with all my heart. Um, <laughs> and for the Rockets, uh, like a... I mean, in the total context of getting Oladipo from a Harden trade and then trading him for this, like a like a D plus, <laughs> uh, A for the Heat. Is Avery Bradley expiring? Is Kelly Olynyk expiring? Uh, yes, I think both of them are. <laughs> Was Oladipo expiring? Yes. F. Who cares? F. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if they got some cap space out of it, maybe, but. What they got a draft swap? Cool, they're going to be worse than the Heat when that happens, so they won't even swap picks. <laughs> apparently, there's <laughs> apparently there's talks of them buying out Olytic too, so we'll see what happens. And Olytic goes right back to the Heat. That would um, be I, surely there's a rule against that, but I hope that happens. I don't think there is. <laughs> surely that's just tampering. <laughs> <laughs> they would get investigated for sure. Oh, for um, sure. But yeah, A for the Heat, F for the Rockets. Why would you do this? Like, I mean, surely maybe, you could have gotten a second round pick. Maybe like, the... Mm, maybe... Uh, actually, I think the Heat's only second round pick they could trade is like 2027 or something. Um, <laughs> I would have rather that. <laughs> the the market must have been non-existent for Oladipo. Which I don't get. I think... E- Oladipo. I think everyone thinks that come free agency, he's just leaving for Miami anyway. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Which actually, just a So, my Heat master plan, as of constructed 36 hours ago, was the Heat trade for Lowry. Um, we give up none and maybe Robinson um, and whatever salary is needed. And then, come free agency, we sign, because we have Lowry's bird rights, we sign him to a long-term short money deal, and then we sign Oladipo like a two-year max and then or whatever we can afford and then uh also apparently Marcus Aldridge is uh leaning towards the heat right now after his buyout market uh, or after his buyout is complete uh and so we pick up uh Aldridge in the buyout market and 
that is how the Heat win a championship next year. Right. That's I not, mean, it could be the inverse. We could sign Oladipo to a because we have his bird right now, bird rights now, and then sign Lowry in the off season. Still possibility, unlikely. Let's just say it happens. Let's just say you get Kyle Lowry, you get Victor Oladipo, and you get Lamarcus Aldridge. That is the greatest team of 2017 I've ever heard. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is very old, but I feel like they're still contributors to when Jimmy and Bam takes another step and Hero hopefully takes another step and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's they're a scary team. And like Victor Oladipo is the right guy you want against, you know, the Nets right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So great trade, fantastic trade, and a scary, scary plan. <laughs> Look out next year, NBA. Yes. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next trade here. I've called this one. Why did the Celtics do this? Mm. So in this trade, the Bulls received Troy Brown Jr. and then Daniel Tice from the Celtics. There, uh, the Wizards got Chandler Hutchinson, Daniel Gafford, and the Celtics got Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett. I don't really care about five of the six pieces of this trade. I just don't get why the Celtics traded Daniel Tice. Neither do I. This is genuinely maybe the most... It's definitely the most surprising trade of the, of the night. It might also be the worst in terms of <laughs> what the Celtics are trying to achieve. I mean, so apparently the move is get under the luxury tax. Um, but why on earth do they care? <laughs> I don't why, know. <laughs> why did you give up your starting power forward for two guys who one's not going to play, one will probably be like your eighth man on a team that yeah. already lacks big depth? And people love Daniel Tice. I saw so many Celtics fans just oh so, my, so upset about this. He was like a cult hero to them. He was a cult hero <laughs> to me. <laughs> I like I, Daniel Tice. I love Daniel Tice. Why did he get traded? This is like this is the epitome of the NBA is a business. There's no love lost between organizations, especially, and this just reinforces um, Danny Ainge's you know reputation as a cold-hearted GM. I mean, this is just one a bad basketball move and two a bad Boston move. Yeah, yeah, and oh. like. Now Daniel Tice needs to back up, like, Vooch and Markkinen. Cool. Come on, I man. Mean, I like this for the Bulls. <laughs> they have, <laughs> Obviously. They now have their... For the Bulls. They have the... They got the two best players in the trade, arguably. Um, yeah. And they got their third big man. Their third rotation big man. I mean, what's not to love? Like, this is a great move for the Bulls. I have no issue with this for the Bulls. I mean, the Wizards, sure, fine. I don't care. Daniel but Gafford's Celtics, interesting. But the Celtics, why? Yeah, they got... Why is... I don't understand why the uh, luxury tax is such a... Because I don't feel like... Th- I feel like this isn't the first time we've seen the Celtics avoid the luxury tax. And I can't understand why they're like the third biggest market in the NBA. Why can't they spend the extra, what is it, like a dollar ninety over a dollar you spend over the luxury tax or something? Something like that, I think. I think that's that's a weird claim by me, but um, <laughs> um, very strange, puzzling 
bad. I mean, like, I think the idea is Mo Wagner's, I guess, more of an offensive player than Daniel Tice. But still, <sighs> did guess. you really need offense from your center? Like, you've got Jason Tatum, you've got Jalen Brown, you just got Evan Fournier. I don't know which deal happened first, but, like, why? Ugh. I think Fournier I happened first. And then Fournier's contract, yeah. <laughs> Fournier's contract pushed them over the luxury, and so they had to dip down yeah, by trading. I mean, Why was... didn't they trade Thompson? I don't know. <laughs> it would make so much sense. God it would make dear. so much what's, more sense. What's Tyson's contract? It's not even that much, I swear. I'm going to look it up. He's making, I... he's making five. That's, that's the it. same. That's the same that Thompson's making. Oh. Oh, it hurts. I think. Oh no! Thompson's oh no! Thompson's, Thompson's making eight. So maybe. So yeah, but maybe a deal wasn't out there for Thompson. I mean, eight million dollars is not an untradeable deal for like an okay backup center. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. This is bad. I F. I knew it. I I shouldn't have liked the Celtics for like two years. This is <laughs> what they do to me. <laughs> Uh yeah, Bulls A plus. What a get. Uh, yeah, Wizards. Wizards. Uh, B. I mean, I like. I'm interested to see what Gafford does. He could be a good backup. Uh, Celtics F. Agreed. Yeah. Celtics yeah. F minus. I hate you. F. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. I hate you. That's actually yes. my great. That is my grade too, yep. Alright, uh, next trade here. Another very confusing one, which also annoys me. Uh, why did the Blazers do this? So the Trailblazers received Norman Powell, and the Raptors got Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. What? Mm. Yeah, it's a shooting guard fest. Um, I like Gary Trent Jr. more than I like Norman Powell. I like Norman Powell more than I like Rodney Hood but not to the point where I would give up Gary Trent Jr. to get rid of Rodney Hood. Um, I mean, the rationale is I don't think they were going to pay him in restricted free agency, or they didn't expect they'd be able to keep him in restricted free agency. But, like, really? But also, guess who's also a free agent at the end of this offseason? At the end yeah, of the season. I mean, that's for cap space, but, like... Yeah, I mean... How many points per game do you think Norm Powell's averaging right now? 11? It is 19. So. Really? Yeah. So he is getting buckets. Um, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> does that. Does that call you a different color? You know? No. I still like Gary Trent Jr. more than I like Norm Powell. The Blazers, especially. Mm. See, I liked Trent as a Blazer. I don't necessarily know what he's like around the rest of the league. We'll see, though, with the Raptors. Uh, I, I'm i very neutral on this deal. I feel like they could have taken or leaving this deal. Um, Powell's probably a bit more versatile defensively. He's definitely longer. Um, I think he's a bit bigger than Trent. Um, and, I mean, if he can continue to keep putting up fucking 20 a game, then, I mean, this is a good pickup for the Blazers. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, first of all. And it's just... No. This is a bit of a lateral move to me. As in, like, they're just moving sideways. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. I feel I feel like the high end though is still better than Gary Trent. Like if Powell hits, this could be a good move. I know, but like Gary Trent was their guy. This is another Daniel yeah. Pricing to me. Yeah, this hurts. Um I don't know if it's as cold blooded in terms that they're actually getting some value back for him. But no. um yeah, it does hurt to see him go because yeah, it was such a, a feel good story during the bubble. Um Gary Trent, that it's it's tough to see him leave. And, 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 and you know, Ethan too. He's averaging 15 points a game or 40% from three. Well, that's more than I thought it was. That's actually pretty good. Um, yeah. I hmm. I don't know. I still give the Blazers some... Uh, what's, the, what's, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Leeway? Not credit. Uh, yeah, leeway, I guess. Or um, something of doubt. What's the fucking term? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Better for the doubt. Um, Better for the doubt. Okay. I yeah. I feel like they have a plan in place that makes this worthwhile. So at the very least, I'm going to give this a B. Oh, this is a wait and see B. <laughs> um, for the Raptors, I mean, this is a pretty good return. They're both expirings. They might want to pay Trent if he performs. Uh, is is Gary Trent old? How old he's is this like dude? He's twenty-four. I think he's like twenty-four. Uh, he's twenty-two. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm behind this. All right. Yeah, pay him. Okay, that that makes it even better. All right, I'm giving this a B plus for the Raptors. Mm. B. All right, for me. Uh, C plus for the Blazers. I really don't love this move. I get Norman Powell was probably the best player here, but like I would rather Gary Trent for the Blazers. Yeah. Uh, the Raptors, they got an intriguing young guy who they now have restrict. They can match his contract or whatever. If they want to keep around, I think he is worth keeping around. So B B plus. Again, yeah, same as you, B plus yeah. there. Like, they got off Norman Powell's contract, which is what they wanted to do. And yeah, they got an interesting guy in return. Yeah, and I don't think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think they're going to pay Powell either. Um, I think that's kind of evident now. And I don't know if Trent is going to command that much money in free agency. So it might be a sneaky, cheap deal to keep Trent around. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing he's probably worth like a. 12? 10, yeah, 10, 10, 12 a year. Yeah. That makes about sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to these next couple of trades. So I've titled these ones just weird, but okay. The Clippers get Rajon Rondo and the Hawks get Lou Williams and two second round picks and also cash considerations. This is the weirdest trade I've ever seen. Really? What's weird about it I- to you? The the whole thing, <laughs> like why? <laughs> I mean, the I, Clippers I, are... I get the Clippers going for Rondo. I don't get the Hawks going for Lou Williams. It's just losing expiring, and they're getting two second round picks. It wouldn't surprise me if Lou gets bought out. To be honest, I um, think Lou was talking about he's retiring, and he's just gonna like go eat wings and strip oh, clubs. Yeah, lemon pepper Lou, baby. That's where this is where yeah, he got. The... <laughs> this is where he got the COVID case, wasn't it? Or it... Did he get COVID or was he just sanctioned for being out? He was sanctioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You're at the bubble. Yeah, um, yeah, 
Okay, no, I think at some point at the start of the season, Lou Williams was like, if I get traded, I'm just going to retire. I read yeah. that. I don't know yeah, I yeah, I remember that too, now that you bring it up. Oh, I wonder if that happens. That's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, didn't he get dropped? No, he got drafted by the Sixers. But I think I feel like he played for the Hawks. I remember playing he like... feels like a guy that should have been on the Hawks. I remember playing like 2K14 and him being on the Hawks. I'll check. We, yeah. Um... But, yeah, I mean, for the Clippers, I mean, if playoff Rondo is still around, then this is a pretty good pickup for Lou Will, who isn't a playoff performer, or at least he hasn't been for the last couple of seasons. Um, they give me up two seconds. I mean, do the Clippers actually have any picks for the next 10 years? Um, and then, no. uh, Lou Will was on the Hawks for two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Steve Ballmer's got... He's probably the wealthiest owner in the league, so he can throw cash around. Um, yeah, I feel like this is a worthwhile trade for the Clippers. It is, a, I guess, a bit of a morale boost, but I don't know if Lou Will completely clicked with the new guys anyway. It always seemed like there was a divide between the eight-seeded Clippers that took on Golden State in the first round and Paul George and Kawhi. I thought the Hawks wanted to make the playoffs, and this does not seem like a move conducive to making the playoffs and succeeding in the playoffs. Rondo turns it on for the playoffs. Lou Will does not. Well, I mean, the Hawks went on like an 8-0 run. Like, sorry, an eight-game win streak. Um, And I don't think Rondo contributed a whole lot to that. So maybe he was just sort of an expendable anyway. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, it makes sense. It's just so weird looking at... Oh, yeah, Rajon Rondo got traded for Lou Williams. That's just so weird. <laughs> that is very weird. <laughs> that is a strange one, for, to be sure. It's like, who would have ever thought that these two guys' values would match up, like, perfectly at this point in their careers? At, like, yeah, like, at any point in their career, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, neither, uh, of the, neither of them has been, like, legitimately... I mean, sorry. Neither of them has been legitimately valuable for a few years. And, like, both of them peaked maybe, like, 10 years ago. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, I guess Lou's peak was the last, like, probably, like, four years ago. When was maybe. the six-man, his latest six-man? It was, like, two years ago, was, wasn't it? I think it was, like, two or three years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that was Lou's peak. But, yeah, Rondo has it as, I'm, I don't know. He was so good in the finals. <laughs> I guess the Clippers are just betting. Or hoping at least that he does that again um, for them. And you know they need point guard play, so I'm not mad at the trade at all for the Clippers. This is this is like a, it's not the point guard they wanted. In fact, this is probably their last option in terms of point guard point guards they wanted to go get. But I mean they got one at least. So like a this is like a B a B minus. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh. I agree. I, I I like it for the Clippers. I don't get it for the Hawks. B for the Clippers. C for the Hawks. I mean, at least they got a couple of picks. I'll give the Hawks a B. Losing expiring. Rondo had another year in that deal, and they got two second round picks. Yeah, but it wasn't much it. of a deal, was it? He was making like he was making like six, I think. Really? I thought he was like thought... a bit minimum. No. Wait. Uh, oh, well, good. He was making like seven and a half. Oh, okay. Okay, that that's, actually brings us. That's decent okay. money off the books, yeah. Okay, that brings us up for the 
the Hawks. I'll give her both Bs. Bs yeah. all around. Yeah. All right. Uh, next trade here. The 76ers received George Hill, Ignis Brzezikas. Uh, the Knicks received Terrence Ferguson. And the Thunder got Terry, uh, sorry, Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers, and two second round picks. Not bad pronunciation, please. I don't mind it. How how do you say it? It's Brzezikas, I think. Okay. I've so. just heard, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took I took a stab. I took a stab at it. It's, it's good. Um, it's good. It's good. All right. Um, what do you think about it for the Sixers? So I obviously Ignis, as I'm going to call him, maybe not the <laughs> biggest name here. Nah. Um, George Hill's interesting. George Hill's a good backup. I mean, again, another team that was looking for a bigger point guard splash. I think, uh, obviously, namely Kyle Lowry. But I mean, George Hill's still uh, a quality point guard in the NBA, he can give you some solid backup playoff minutes. So, I mean, in terms of what they were looking for, I think that's a pretty decent trade and they didn't give up much at all. Were, they, were both those second round picks the Sixers? I don't know, actually. I'd imagine so. That makes sense. I can't imagine. How this deal looks. I can't imagine the Knicks gave up one for I don't think they would have. No. Um... Well, I mean, I guess they did kind of give up a bit for it, but I, I think it's, yeah, two seconds, whatever. It's worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, just for an interesting kind of, yeah, an interesting backup. Another rotation player, at least. I feel like I remember him being, like, a good defender. I don't know if he still is, though. I f- did he make an all-defensive team? Maybe. I mean, he, I was, doubt, on the, he was on those Pacers teams, uh, and they were you know, awesome right, defensively, yeah. so, yeah. Um, I really don't like this deal for the Knicks. I imagine it's a cap move, but come on, why'd you get? Why'd you have to do that, Dawson Rivers? He wasn't playing. <laughs> I don't care. He's still Austin Rivers. He was like big for them at the start of the season. <laughs> he was. Um, but then they went and got Derek Rose, and um, I don't know. I feel like it was sort of mutually agreed between them that Rivers was going to get moved on. Um, and I mean. I mean, yeah, he's only played 21 games. I don't know if he's been injured. I don't think he has. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I feel like he'll get bought out from the Thunder, too. I can't see him sticking around there much longer. Um, that makes sense, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Terrence Ferguson's an interesting, you know, swing. Uh, he, could, he could be like I don't an think eighth. he turns into anything. He is currently averaging 0. 0.2 points per game. Um <laughs> In four minutes a game, shooting fourteen percent from the field. You don't remember those random thirty-point performances he put up against like the Lakers back with the Russell Westbrook's Paul George Thunder days? I do. Is Curry High twenty-four? Ah, <laughs> uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I thought he put up like thirty one time. <laughs> nah, yeah, no, you're right. He's probably nothing, but it's an interesting swing. He's athletic, at least. Yeah. Sure. Bit of showtime in the Mecca when they're up 20 or down 50. Yeah. And then the Thunder. I just think they wanted more picks for feed some reason. Feed picks. Yeah, feed picks, essentially. <laughs> it's a deal. It's a, yeah. I mean, Tony Bradley's fine. He's a guy. I guess, yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. 
What are the Thunder at now? They're at 34 draft picks in the next seven years. Wow, okay. 17, 17 first, 17 seconds. Surely they wouldn't even want more picks at this point. Like, what are you doing with them? What at are you going to do with all these second round picks? At some point, you literally just can't draft them anymore. <laughs> There's just not enough roster space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you draft them and then you don't sign them. And then they just go sign somewhere else. Yeah. No, surely there's a deal to be made if they don't get the first overall pick, first overall pick this year. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to imagine so, but yeah. I mean, we <laughs> we deal. <laughs> um, grades, um, sixes, uh, B, uh, B plus, solid rotation play for the playoff. Knicks, uh, C, whatever. Uh, Thunder, I mean, B minus, more picks, fun. Actually, B. Plus Tony Bradley. Uh, for me, B for Sixers and Thunder, D for the Knicks. I really don't like that they gave up Austin Rivers. I know he wasn't playing, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. All right. Uh, next one here. Mavs get a shot maker on this one. So the Mavs got JJ Redick and Nico Melli, and the Pelicans got James Johnson, Wesley Iwondo, and a 2021 second round pick. This makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, this is very good. I do wish the Mavs had kept the real JJ, as in JJ Barea. Um, but, you know, JJ Reddick's second best JJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, second best JJ, best NBA player named JJ. That that makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, is a, this has a bit of an interesting story to it, because all reports pointed to Reddick being bought out rather than traded and then him going to sign somewhere else but now it seems like the Mavericks sort of swooped in and were like well if you don't mind we'll just take his contract <laughs> and have him not have an option to leave so um, and like obviously he's someone that could be valuable for them especially like imagine Luca finding Redick off pin downs and just off driving kicks um, he's going to get some he's going to get some shots He's going to put up some shots. Um, and even yeah. Melly, who's another stretch big that the Mavericks love, obviously. Um, another shot maker. Interesting. Uh, and, you know, they only gave up sort of... I mean, James Johnson was playing, but I feel like he was only playing because he was there and he's getting paid yeah. 15 mil. Um, Wesley was a bit of a project for the Mavericks that I don't think was really going to turn out. And, you know, a second round pick, whatever. Yeah. I mean... I think the Mavs were kind of really missing Seth Curry, so they've kind of got a guy to replace at least his shooting. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think this is one of the things that the Mavs really needed to fix. I do wish they, that they had gone for maybe a bigger move, maybe some kind of a splash, but they made a smart move. They picked up a good vet for them. Um, I don't know how competitive he makes them, but maybe he raises their ceiling by like 3 or 4%. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's interesting. I didn't even think of Seth Curry, but yeah, this is a a replacement for what they're missing out of him that Josh Richardson is not giving them. Um, yeah, this is a this is a low key could have a big impact, or it could just be sort of whatever. Um, I'm I'm high on this working out very very well for the Mavericks. Um, I'm going to give them like a like a. B plus and maybe an A minus on this. Uh yeah, I'd I'd say an A minus to the Mavs. The Pels, I mean, it's better than just buying him out. They got a second round pick. I'd give him a B. 
yeah, I mean, at least they got a deal out of it. They got an expiring, they got a young guy and a and a pick. Not bad for a dude. You were just gonna give, you know, pay pay out, buy out. So yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to these last few trades. We'll just kind of rush through these ones because I don't think they're as important. Um, so the first one here is the Nuggets got Javale McGee and the Cavs got Isaiah Hardenstein and two second round picks. Uh, I like the move for the Nuggets in that they now have like a legitimate backup center. The Cavs got two second round picks and a G Leaguer who's probably going to go back to the G League, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, kind of a very important move for the Nuggets, uh, getting a backup big to help out Jokic uh, in like rim protection scenarios. So, yeah, good move. Yeah. Um, do we want to bother grading these ones or just rush through them? Uh, we'll just get through them. All right. Uh, King's got. How do you say it? Cabangeli? <laughs> uh, I think the M might be silent. Fiondu Cabangeli, but yeah, Cabangeli. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. And the Clippers got a future second round pick. Sure. I yeah, mean, I, I th- don't know anything about Cabangeli. Uh, I think this was purely money reasons, but yeah, Cabangeli could be an interesting backup. So decent move for the Kings. Yep. Uh, the Spurs got Marquise Chris and the Warriors got Katie Lelaine, who I've never heard of before. Better yet, they and... get the rights to Katie Lelaine. Ah, yes. He plays in Korea, apparently. <laughs> um, sure. Look, for, look forward to this trade having a conclusion. Never, because he's never coming over. But um, Probably. Spurs and Marquise Chris, weirdly a bad fit just like off the court reasons. Like I feel like Marquis Chris has been tied up in some just weird locker room stuff that the Spurs usually wouldn't swing for. But uh, yeah, I have no thoughts. <laughs> I mean, who knows what the Spurs identity is anymore. I feel like ever since the Kawhi debacle a few years ago, no one really knows what the Spurs are anymore. I don't think they're that same organization uh, that they were during the Tim Duncan era. So maybe, maybe this is the new kind of way for them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe the decline of Rome is coming in the form of the Spurs. Yeah. All right. Uh, next deal here. This was actually, I believe, the first deal to kick off uh, the flurry of deals in the trade deadline. Uh, so the Kings got DeLon Wright and the Pistons got Corey Joseph, a 2021 second round pick and a 2024 second round pick. Um, I might cool. be the biggest DeLon Wright fan in the world, so I love this deal. Okay. He's like um, my. Do you think he's worth two second round picks? Probably not, but he's like my go-to backup point guard in like my GM on two K. So I feel like the Kings got the perfect deal. <laughs> All right, fair, sure. Um, uh, the Heat got Nemanja Bjelica, and the Kings got Mo Harkless and Chris Silver. Thoughts on this one? Uh, this was well. We knew Olinik was getting moved once we heard about this. This is absolutely Olinik. Uh, insurance. Um, he's a shooter. He doesn't do nearly anything else that Olenek does. At least I don't think so. Um, hopefully he can just hit shots. Also, this this officially grades Miami's offseason uh, as like an F minus last offseason because they've traded both their new signees. <laughs> so great, cool, good on them. Yeah, both they Avery Bradley and Harkless are gone. Why do the Kings make so many moves? I've got actually, that actually, makes a lot, actually. That's a bit going on here. Uh, I wonder, how, do they have enough roster spots? 
they have to, surely. Um, maybe. Sorry, did, they, did they actually no, trade they anyone? <laughs> I think they got they... way more players than they gave out. So look look out for the buyout market, I suppose. Yeah, interesting. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> All right. Um, the Jazz get Matt Thomas and the Raptors get a future second round pick. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Kings, interesting. Yeah, the Kings got Terrence Davis and the Raptors got another future second round pick. Sure. <laughs> and the final deal here, the Hornets get Brad Wanamaker and the Warriors get money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Dollar dollar bills. I, do the Hornets just want to be the Celtics? <laughs> I guess so. Celtics from like two years ago? Is, yeah. Is that what the Hornets are? Apparently, they're gunning for it. Um... I kind of forgot about Wanamaker. Cool. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, but obviously, I think the some of the biggest news that came from the deadline was the guys who actually were traded. So uh, I'd say the biggest one, obviously, was Kyle Lowry. Not traded. Mm. This was perplexing. I was... The closer that we got to the deadline, the more I was checking my phone thinking, surely something come, comes across my screen any moment now. Um, but... Alas, no, Larry's staying stays a Raptor for at least the next couple of months. Yeah, I mean, he, he will hit unrestricted free agency at the end of this year. You'd have to imagine he walks. Um, I did learn a rule about the trade deadline today in that if they're on the phone before the deadline passes, the deal could still be made. Well, just don't hang up the phone. Amazing. Just don't hang up the phone. The deal could still be made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? That but, doesn't yeah. seem right. I thought they had to submit the trade request to the league before the deadline. Uh, unless Woj was, like, shitposting. Um, oh, Zephoff Woj, was it? Okay, well. That was from Woj, yeah. Um, did he say, did he say yeah. explicitly, like, to a trade partner, or do they have to be on the phone to the league? I think to a trade partner. That's interesting. Very interesting. I wonder if the league yeah. monitors GM calls. Maybe. Yeah, surely they would. Like, mm. avoid tampering and stuff like that? I feel like we'd hear more about tampering, though, if that was the case. No, no, no. What GM has ever tampered in his life? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, mm. Obviously, I think a lot of people were very prepared for Larry to be traded. And he just wasn't, which is very surprising. I mean, I'm happy he is the greatest rapper of all time. The Groter, as many call him. Um <laughs> Just real weird, real weird. I mean, there was like tears and stuff about people being like, "Whoa, he's gone," and he's just still there. Yeah, yeah, really anticlimactic. <laughs> Very um, sort of like in a movie when like the hero dies but then doesn't actually die. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just sticking around. He's like, "Oh, I guess I'm here now." Um, Better hope he did sell his house. <laughs> no, surely not. He'd always keep a house in Toronto. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, interesting. <laughs> yeah. They must right. have been uh, asking uh, for a lot for Larry. I don't think so. What I, what I was reading was they just weren't getting any offers of like a single young guy. Like the Heat would not budge on even like a Kendrick Knight or a Precious Achua. And that's all they wanted, really. They just wanted someone of that caliber and they just couldn't get him. That cannot be the case. I that's what I've been reading. Wow, today. that's a that's amazing. Even the Sixers 
Like, wouldn't just like, all right, have Thibel. Or like, I guess Thibel and Maxi are both, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Apparently not, yeah. Yeah, like, goddamn heat. I would have traded Kendrick Nunn for Larry. <laughs> I would have done that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't know, um, I guess the question is like, you know, do these teams really believe a rental of Carl Larry is going to put them over the top? I would think maybe for the Sixers, maybe for the Heat, I would have taken the risk, but mm. apparently they didn't want to. Apparently not. Yeah, very, very surprising news from the day. Yeah. All right. Uh, other news that was kind of, oh, I guess not that weird. LaMarcus Aldridge was bought out today, so he's no longer on the Spurs and he is a free agent. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. It seems like Miami is his number one destination, but we could be seeing him go to Portland. Yeah, and apparently he's taking meetings with Brooklyn and both the LA teams as well. Yeah, so I feel like Portland is unlikely if he mm-hmm. wants to actually contend, but he could very well end up on a contender. God, I hope he doesn't end up on the Nets. <laughs> no, surely not. I feel like the Blake signing made that impossible. Um, is it though? I mean, he could just sign for a vet minimum. Yeah, but I feel like Aldridge has some pride about him. You know, he wants to at least contribute something. He doesn't just want to completely ride the coattails of another of other players. Maybe I don't know. Do you get that sense? <laughs> I feel like, hmm, if I'm trying to feel like what's most probable, I mean, from everything we've heard, or at least everything I've heard, apparently the Heat uh, option number one. He even he, apparently he even took a meeting with Pat Riley in his last free agency when he signed with the Spurs, even though the Heat didn't have the cap to sign him. So right, that's, ver- okay. that's very interesting. Um, hopefully he comes around this time because I feel like he could be pretty valuable for the Heat. Yeah, I mean, but like he, he's very old. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be that surprised if he just went with Blake Griffin and just, you know, <laughs> all these old guys are just taking out of the nets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a ring, so... And yeah, a lot of players want that, so yeah. Um, and then the other kind of big piece of news is Andre Drummond has not yet been bought out, but he's very likely going to be bought out. So he ultimately didn't get moved, which is interesting. Again, I don't know. I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty certain that something would come across, even like a second rounder. But no, apparently the market was just that dry. I guess, I guess everyone just knew he was going to get bought out, and he wasn't actually worth anything. Weird that Javel McGee got traded for two second rounders, though. Oh, that does sting, doesn't it? Yeah. Why wouldn't... Okay, why wouldn't... Javel McGee's a better fit. But why wouldn't the Nuggets just go, oh, well, what if we just give you two for Drummond and then just bring Drummond off the bench? Uh, Contracts, probably. I think Javel McGee's only like five. Oh, true. He's making... I didn't even think about that. Okay, fair. Um, Yeah... Yeah, the contract's interesting, actually. Um, yeah, he's yeah, getting bought out. Mil. Oh my god! What the Nuggets <laughs> would not have the room. They they couldn't have afforded it. Okay, never mind. That's why no one traded for him. That right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wonder where it goes. What do you think his most likely destination is? Brooklyn, baby. Everyone's going to Brooklyn. <laughs> See, the Brooklyn does is an actual fit. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it's oh. gonna happen, isn't it? If it's the Mark Aldridge as well. Apparently the Lakers are pretty keen on getting him too. Yeah, I mean that's but like oh I'm just thinking like Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Andre Drummond. 
And whoever what? else gets whoever else. And uh, Uncle Jeff and Spencer Dinwiddie, I guess. If, Uncle if Jeff. Ever... <laughs> I love that. No, isn't Dinwiddie done for the season? I thought that already. I think out. so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no. If um, if Reddick ended up being bought out, it was almost certain he was going to Brooklyn too. So that could yeah. have been a, that could have been another piece to their arsenal. Oh, <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. I think the Mavericks. They should be the heroes of the trade deadline. I think they just saved the day. <laughs> oh, right. By getting JJ Redick away yeah. from the Nets. Imagine having Kyrie Harden KD out there and Joe Harris and JJ Redick running around. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> that's a lineup that's going to shoot like 45% from three. Yeah. And they're going to shoot every shot as a three. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it'd be like the Rockets of last year. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's come full circle. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's all the kind of news from the deadline. We're running pretty long here, so let's get on to my top two stats of the week this time because I don't have three. Um, so, yeah, first stat here. Every Gary in the NBA was traded today. Gary Harris, Gary Clark, and Gary Trent. Great stat. I saw this floating around. Yeah, <laughs> even you saying Gary twice in the um, in the Aaron Gordon trade sort of made me queasy. I was like, "What? What? What? Gary? Gary, Gary Harris? Harris? No, no. You said Gary Clark. Like you're like oh, Aaron okay. Gordon and Gary Clark, and then Gary Harris. And I was like, "Wait a second, that's too many Gary." <laughs> and then you went and said Gary. Gary, Gary Harris, Harris. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the same. Oh. <laughs> The actual stat, the the only one I actually have here, is Luke Kennard uh, earlier this week had 20 points and he shot 100% from the field in just 18 minutes against the Hawks. Uh, only four players have ever done this, have ever done the same in fewer minutes. Tyson Chandler and Devin Harris in 17 minutes. George's the egg in 16 minutes. And he did it last month. Don't know how I missed that. And then <laughs> Jim Eakins in 15 minutes in 1976. Shout out to you, Jim. And Jim, also, yeah. Yes. Ramiz, slacking last month? It should have been on this. <laughs> there was some big stats last month. It was probably one of those weeks. Yeah, there was true. a few. Fair. All right, let's get to your plus minus of the week. Uh, just the one plus minus this week. Uh, Nicolo Melli, who got traded today to the Mavericks. Um, I just saw this one day perusing the NBA app, and it just it blew me away. I knew there and then what my plus minus was going to be. He was a minus 20 in eight minutes in a 17-point win over the Lakers. Like, how does that happen? How does that happen? I don't understand plus or minus sometimes. I love it, but I fear it all the same. Um, it's just, that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Minus 20 <laughs> in eight minutes. In eight and minutes. You, and you won by seven. How? But how? They like, were they winning by like 40? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Millie, like his Millie, <laughs> Millie's like, hold my beer. It is like, we're going to bring it back, boys, and brought it back for the Lakers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait, who did he get traded to just then? The Mavericks with Reddick. Oh, okay. From well, have fun, Mavs, with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If they're going to win by 17 every time, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to Baywatch. 
So, Sadiq Bey's only played two games so far this week as of where we're recording this. Not great. Uh, three points, four rebounds, and two assists. One for nine from the field, one for six from three. Uh, a minus 11 in a 14-point loss. I don't remember who that loss was to. It doesn't matter. Just yikes. Tough game, all right? Yeah. Rookie, he, you know, he's still he's still feeling things out sometimes. It was This was a feel-out game. Yeah, I mean, he's a chucker, and chuckers sometimes chuck it the wrong way, and yes. that's what happened in this game. Sometimes <laughs> it just doesn't chuck the way you want it to chuck. Exactly. How much chuck does a chuck, 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 chuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then the next game he played, 16 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, still a minus 11 in a 5-point loss, so the plus minus isn't great, but the numbers are nice. 16's not bad. Take that. 16's good. We'll take that. And three assists, that seems like above average for him. Yeah, for sure. So, decent game. <laughs> Alright, not not the best, not the worst. I am surprised we haven't... Okay, I'm not surprised that we haven't heard any Rookie of the Year buzz, but I don't think I've heard a single person talk about him, other than, like, us and maybe Pistons people. <laughs> I've, I've seen some people talk about how underrated he is, and I was like, no, you can't. Steal this from us. We started this. Sadiq Bay is our guy. Yeah. I mean, we should reach out to Sadiq, show him the video evidence. He's our guy. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) Get some sort of sponsorship going. (laughs) Do we follow him on Instagram? Let's follow. I'm going to follow him on Instagram after this. (laughs) Yes. That's a good idea, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's get to our League Pass games to watch. So, uh, First game here I have is Blazers at Raptors. It's a revenge game. Straight up revenge game. From, For real. I don't know. I don't know who really wants revenge. I doubt Norman Powell wants revenge, but I feel like Gary Trent could go for yeah. a, bit of a revenge game. Yeah, Gary Trent. He wants to show off on his bros. Yeah. So a revenge game from Gary Trent against the Blazers on Monday, uh, the 29th. I- so that's the day this is. Oh, sorry. Day after this is coming out, I think. Um, I almost also picked this game for that revenge factor. But instead, yeah. on Monday, I went the Magic at Lakers. And this is purely, do you want to see the two worst teams in the league currently face off? <laughs> I, I want to see. also almost picked this game for that exact same reason. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what the Magic look like sans actual NBA players. <laughs> um, Terrence was... Ross is their best player now. It's... <laughs> Man was shook during the deadline. <laughs> he was like, he said something like, "I'm, I'm the younglings, and the, and the front office is Anakin or something." <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> After the deadline, he tweeted, "I'm the captain now." Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Magic players had their game on today. Evan Fournier was like, "Celtics fans, if you don't know me, look up my last name." Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, don't look it up. (laughs) I've actually never been brave enough to do it. I don't know what it is. I think I did once. It's it's gangrene on a certain genital, I believe. Oh, baby. Um, Yeah. No, I just... (laughs) Yeah, for Terrence Ross alone, watch this. He's going to put up 50 shots. That's... That's yep. an indicator. I, I'm the uh, was it. I'm the captain now. That is an indicator yeah. of things to come. He is gonna. He's gonna pull a Kobe. Kobe's last game. He's gonna take fifty shots and score forty points 
It's got to be marvelous. I mean, if you remember the stat from the playoffs last year, yeah. uh, <laughs> playoff games where Terrence Ross scores more than like I think ten points, the Magic were like one in eleven or something like that. Yeah, so they're gonna get so much worse. Oh man, they get the first overall pick. Oh, uh, I'm excited for the Terrence Ross show. I now want to see it. I now like the Magic. <laughs> Why do I also kind of like the Magic? <laughs> They've taken like a huge like heel turn or like a face turn or whatever, something like yeah. that. But... <laughs> like our, my biggest complaint with the magic was they have too many players at too many positions. And now they have no players and I'm ex- and I love at it. Any positions, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, my next game here is Sixers at Nuggets on the 31st. So Wednesday the 31st. This comes with the assumption that everyone's healthy. Um is Joel? What's happening with Joel Embiid? No, I can't imagine. I can't imagine he plays this soon. He's probably another week or two away. No, there was like a Magic Nuggets game, so another revenge game there. But if he is healthy, this game for sure the the MVP potential matchup. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm next on Thursday. I've got um, Mavericks at Celtics. Um, both teams made deals at the deadline. Uh, some bigger than others, obviously Fournier, um, a bigger move. But um, yeah, I went very trade-centric uh, with my picks. I want to see what these new teams look like. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I was thinking that. I was like, nah, who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> who cares about the deadline? Who cares about trades? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that. They won't listen. <laughs> Ah, too late, we got him. Um, <laughs> uh, my final game here is Wizards at Pistons. Race for the bottom, baby. I'm doing this every week. Um, <laughs> I feel like I picked. I feel like I picked this exact same game like last week. I don't care. Race for the bottom. <laughs> Race to the bottom, baby. The first overall picks in order. Both these. Do both these teams have their first? Surely. I think so. If not, that is depression. Um, yeah. Yeah. Race to the bottom. Let's go. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, last but not least, on Saturday, I've got Bulls at Jazz. Um, again, I I gave the Bulls some more time. There's a lot of Bulls games next week. I gave them some more time to mesh it out, and hopefully, against a very good team, they can they can show what this peak Bulls team roster now looks like with Vooch, obviously. Yeah, I will be interested to see the Bulls with like some real offense in terms of their big men. Like they've obviously already got Larry Markkinen and then Vooch. And also Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice is there. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know who didn't get moved? Um, Thaddeus Young. There was heaps of buzz around Thaddeus as like a sort of helping a contender with his like middling contract. Didn't hear anything over the deadline. I just remember I that. I didn't know he was a target. Yeah. I feel like the Heat were talked about with Thad a bit. Um, and like some other like contenders like the Celtics. Um yeah, interesting. I wonder if he gets bought out. Well, he's helping. He's helping a new contender. Um, yeah, the Bulls. Let's go. Bulls <laughs> contenders now. Yeah. Um, that's what Vooch does. Uh, skills challenge runner up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it for Vooch. Yes. All right. So all probably going to be very interesting games, except that Sixers Nuggets one. We will see. Um, but yeah, Nuggets app. Magic, I think it was, was the other one. Uh, Aaron Gordon revenge game. No, Gary Gary Harris Harris revenge game. Um, 
<laughs> let's move on to our final thing in ready to bury them. So much like last week, we are officially giving up on a team here. Uh, I suggested we give up on the Pistons. What do you think, Dylan? <laughs> Is it time? It's time. Um, yeah. Time. What am I trying to say? I have no idea. Yes, this is definitely time. <laughs> I feel it like it was. Time. I feel like it was time probably two months ago. But uh, here lay the Pistons, Jeremy Grant contract in their hearts. Um, bigs at their funeral surrounding them. It's it's a sad sight, but you know it was to be expected. I feel. Yeah, um, I think I I was. Fully ready to give up on them once Derek Rose was gone and then Blake Griffin being gone as well. I mean, actually helps them, but still. Uh, I don't think they're going to be any better this season without Blake Griffin than they were with him. So, goodbye this year's Pistons. We will see you next year. Maybe with Cade Cunningham. Or, I mean, Jalen Green would be kind of fun. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway, we, we won't get into draft just yet. But no. yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add, Dylan? Uh, I think that's it. All right. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating review. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers. You can follow us on Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can follow Sadiq Bay on Instagram. I don't know what he's handling, <laughs> but... I think it's just it's... at Sadiq Bay. Let's try that. Um, if, if it's not that, we'll tell you next week. Um, Sadiq.Bay. <laughs> okay, Sadiq.Bay. You can follow Sadiq Bay at Instagram. And you can also email us at uh you can also email us at statsuffers5 at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you for listening. Peace.